Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go into the danger zone and talk about politics. Ooh, spooky. Talk about spooky season. I'm calling this show Politics, Cultural Differences, Bridging the Divide, and the Problem with Our Sociopolitical Environment. At the end of the day, Rebecca and I are... Uh, basically progressives. We identify as universal progressives, which is sort of different than uh, being a progressive in that we're not doing it for ideological reasons, but we're doing it for better practices, best practices in our culture. We have a lot of conservative friends and uh, we hate, hate, hate what's going on in the political divide in our country today. It is getting toxic. It is getting uh, ugly and uh, we have a lot of friends who are conservative and so we want to talk about that. We have this tendency to pepper in some of our political beliefs on other shows and we thought you know we should probably just talk about our politics and our political beliefs in one big episode and just get it out of the way. So that's what we're doing here. We're going to talk all about politics and what we think uh, needs to happen and what's right and what's wrong with politics today and uh, how maybe we can bridge that divide between left and right. I want to thank you guys for being a friend. We love you guys. We absolutely adore you and we need your help. We are trying to grow. We are trying to become a resource for mental health and for empaths and for all people that are just struggling in this life who want greater fairness and a more robust life. So if you can pitch in, we've got a link tree. Uh, it's linktree.com forward slash Chef Comedy. That's where all of my links are to our tip jars and our Patreon. So please, if you can give a little couple bucks, what's a couple bucks amongst friends? Come on. We are trying to be elevated people, but we want to be fair-minded, too. So we try to talk about politics in a way that's as fair as possible. So please excuse us if we get a little bit biased. But, you know, that's the politics of the day. That's what's happening today. Strap in, get comfortable, grab a drink, and let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, I have my wonderful, beautiful, lovely spooky nerdy gal my wife my co-host rebecca russell you know her you love her please say hello to the folks hello did i lay that on a little too thick a little bit but that's okay Uh, i'll take it you're worth it you're worth it gosh darn it (laughs) so welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of surviving empathy uh today you guys we're gonna brave the new frontier uh we are not a political podcast But we have our political leanings and we have our reasons for those leanings. But we also have friends that are opposite of us that we adore and that we love. And we we're trying to be a show that is thoughtful and uh, silly and playful, but also uh, deep and serious when need be. And so we're going to try to uh, tackle the the, the whole, you know, because politics these days is so divisive. It is just going crazy and so i want to try to tackle politics in a way that uh we can be informative and thoughtful uh and maybe get a couple digs in here and there because you know trash talk is healthy it's good for the soul to talk a little trash when you're frustrated because it's about frustration you're like oh my god why can't anything improve why can't people seem to ever change why is the politics of today so divisive and crazy and why is it 
that uh, it seems like no one can really bridge the gap. And so today I'm calling this episode uh, Politics, Cultural Differences, Bridging the Divide and the Problem with Our Sociopolitical Environment. So um, I've got a bunch of stuff listed here, but I really just wanted to uh, kind of just set this up. You know, um, Rebecca and I are both, we consider ourselves progressives. I don't think that's any secret to anyone. No, uh, you know, the politics of compassion is sort of what our jam is, you know. Uh, at the same time, we don't like the woke culture stuff. We don't like the extremism. We don't like the divisiveness. Uh, but at the same time, it's hard to avoid sometimes because when you deal with people that aren't on your level of pol- political understanding, um, there's a lot of ignorance. There's a lot of misnomers, a lot of misinformation out there. And so it can be very frustrating dealing with people who are conservative, uh, not because they're conservative. It's not about vilifying people for their differences. It's about the substance. When people don't take in new information or when they say things that aren't true or aren't real, it's like, oh, it's just a never-ending eye roll. I just can't get over it. And uh, my best friend is a Trump supporter. And, um, you know, I love him dearly, but... uh, Sometimes I really do wonder if it just boils down to compassion versus a lacking of compassion because he likes his politicians tough and fierce where I like mine compassionate because at the end of the day, these are the people that are forming our laws, structuring our rules. Do we really want to be a part of a sociopolitical environment? Kitty, hold on you guys. See, the thing is, our cat Gouda, she doesn't like politics. She's like, no, no, if I remain neutral, I'm a neutral kitty. <laughs> no she, left, no right, no nothing. And she wants to be a part of every episode, so. Well, she's, she's got to she get her little digs in. Yeah, she's got to get her attention in. But um, but the I wanted to do this show because we're always sort of peppering in a little bit of our rants and dissertations about Trump and Trumpism and some of the little digs about how our culture just isn't growing better. We're not getting better as a society. And it's being taken over by corporations. It's, it's being taken over by wealth and wealth agendas. And uh, and those people like to pretend like, you know, there's no problems to be solved when it comes to that. Like, well, maybe if you just worked harder we wouldn't you know we we'd all be better off it's like maybe you need to shut up celebrity (laughs) joe rogan motherfucker i mean i love joe Joe rogan as a person i think he's a nice man but uh shut the fuck up wealthy guy like you're so pampered you're so spoiled you don't get a you don't get a fucking say you know because like oh well i used to be poor once in the 60s oh goody so you really know what's up yeah right I mean, and the thing is, is uh, I like Joe Rogan, and I think sometimes he leans really liberal, and he makes a lot of sense, and then he has those days where he's tired of that woke nonsense, kind of like me, and he gets very libertarian, and um, my my problem is not about uh, how you identify, it's how, it's how people take in information and what they do with that information, and the maturity levels and the intellect or the lacking of intellect of these individuals and just uh, the the nonsense machine that just creates perpetuating hate and perpetuating all these problems rather than trying to bridge those divides. Uh, I just want to kind of ask you in a general sense, babe, what is your politics and why and what do you think uh, is going on out there? Obviously, 
I'm very progressive. Mm-hmm. I think I'm even more liberal than you sometimes when it comes Which to Which is stuff. hard to do. Um, that, yep, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's just there's so many politicians out there that are seeding the hate and seeding the division and just making it worse. Yeah. Well, I know why they do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do it because um, it scores political points. Um we, I think about the news cycles. We're on a 24-hour news cycle, so it's always about wanting to say something crazy or controversial to keep getting yourself in the headlines, and that's yeah. what a lot of people on the right are doing. And, I, I, you know, I think some people on the left are doing it, too. Um, but but it does feel like uh, one party is more extreme and crazy than the other, and yet they're the ones talking about the left being radicals, this radical agenda. You mean this radical agenda of providing jobs and food for people? Healthcare and education. That, yeah, and, no. All yeah. the while doing things like banning abortions. And and I guess what pisses me off is like, if you're going to be the party of, of people pro-life, then be pro-life. At the end of the day, I mean, how pro-life can you be when you only care about infants and babies once you're born? They even, yeah, they, they, they don't care, care about, about social programs to help care yeah, for people. They don't care about them once they're born. No, yeah, not they at don't. All. Yeah, and so there's a there's a, a hypocrisy there that I just can't stand. And um, like I said, I, I try to let people's politics be what it is. It's like, hey, you're conservative. You, are, you know, we have a lot of friends. We're in rural Oregon. You cannot escape the fact that there's going to be conservative friends around here and we try very hard it's gotten to the point where people don't even talk about it anymore because yeah. it's just too different yeah you grew up in different worlds and uh, that was what was so refreshing about my friend evan when he moved out to uh, iowa he's like holy shit i thought i was conservative but good grief you know um when fox news is too um light for you and you have to go over to newsmax you know, it's just like maybe you're not that concerned about what's right anymore. You're just concerned about the politics of power, the politics of pun- punishment. It feels like it's just a never-ending cycle of gotcha, gotcha-isms, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Just people trying to – well, I think that's because there's too many people that have been elected into positions that – they're not smart enough to be in that position. They don't right. know enough about government and no. how that works. They're just no. there to be in the limelight and get attention for themselves. Yeah, no, I do think that, and, and I'm trying very hard not to make it one-sided, but I do feel today the one of the biggest problems we have in our political culture is that conservatives rely on this old-timey, built-in, baked-in idea that they're the bigger patriots, they're the bigger Christians, they run the the moral majority when it comes to Christianity and all these things. And it's like, oh, fuck that. I mean, and so they get away with a ton of stuff for a couple of reasons. Number one is that because that's so baked into their traditional values, nobody ever really questions it. But secondly, it has to do with the fact that um, unlike the left-leaning hemisphere of the media the right is just an echo chamber that is uh, impossible to get new information in they just they're impervious to learning and growing as political people and it just i think that just creates this you know uh, where you just accept all the lies and you keep regurgitating the lies and you become more radicalized as they tell you all the crazy things liberals are doing Uh, do you want to speak on that a little bit 
Well, it's just people get stuck in their lane and not that yeah. I will on purpose go and watch Fox or OAN or any of mm-hmm. those, but I have enough of an awareness to know what they're talking about. Oh yeah. So it's not like I I won't listen to other sides. Yeah. I will listen to the other side and they're fucking crazy. Well, and a lot of people are so entrenched they won't even consider thinking about another way or another What do you opinion. mean they're fucking crazy? <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like, no. why would be, I'm t- I'm trying to get to people who don't understand yeah, all this. No, I know. Tell me why are they crazy? Because they say things that are absolutely not true. Like, mm. just using an abortion yeah, abortion as an example, they one of their big talking points is about the 28 week abortions. Yeah, it doesn't happen. No, no. And that's their huge talking point. They bring it out every time that abortion comes up as an issue, and they talk about how horrible it is and this and that, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, well, it feels to me like the left wants to be the party of compassion and the right wants to be the party of um, toughness and, and, and punishment. And yeah. I don't think conservatives understand that if, if we ended up with a second term with Trump and he got this absolute power where he didn't have to worry about getting reelected, I think we really would have seen the real angry, hateful, violent ways about him that are very unhealthy and 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 uh you know it's not to say that the woke left is any more delightful they're fucking crazy too i agree but i do feel like uh it's the difference anymore of throwing a bullet and shooting a bullet where the right has this um echo chamber where they're just constantly gaslighting constantly making shit up and using straw man arguments and saying things that just to rile their base up so that they'll come out and vote. And that's what yeah. it's become. They're more cared about you getting staying outraged than, than talking a little bit of truth so we can bridge those they, divides. Yeah, they won't show the truth. Like they're showing, mm-hmm. um, I think, was it on, it was on Fox or I think it was Fox when the, um, the attorney general of New York did her little speech about indicting yeah. Trump. Yeah. And they literally cut away from it. And talked about, oh, it was just inside baseball. Don't worry yeah. about it. And it was just a straightforward, this is actual news. This is not one party against the other. It's facts. It's things that are happening. And they cut away from it because they didn't want anyone to see it and maybe form their own opinion. If you can't control the narrative, Mm -hmm. then people might end up thinking for themselves. And if that happens, then they might actually make up their minds contrary to their dear leader, Mm -hmm. Trump, or their dear leader, Fox News. And I think it's become more of a cult-like mentality, not just Trumpism, but Fox Newsism, where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, I watch left-leaning politics sometimes, and I think they're guilty in some regard of yeah. keeping the outrage alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely But their tactics the fires, are different. But... They don't lie. Yeah. They don't obfuscate the truth. And they don't, they don't um, use straw men arguments where they say these terrible things are going to happen if we don't do this. That's what the left wants, is all these crazy radical things. Well, yeah, I'd be scared shitless, too, if I was watching Fox News and I thought that the left was turning into a bunch of quasi-fascist weirdos. Yeah, if but, you didn't know what was actually happening. But when you, yeah, when you analyze, when you've been in it as long as us, I've been doing this knowing about politics for over 20 years, and I've always been a little bit left-leaning because I care about people, and I care about progress, and I care about... Uh, providing jobs and opportunities for the middle class and rebuilding the middle class that got taken away by this cash grab of the wealthy elite and corporations. 
And so that's why I'm a liberal or a progressive. I don't really like to identify as a liberal because I think it there's a bad connotation to that now. In fact, I try not to identify as anything at all. That way other people don't automatically stop listening to you. You have to, when you want to bridge divides, quit labeling yourself. Label Mm -hmm. yourself as I care about the earth. I care about the environment and I care about green technologies and I care about the middle class and repairing our broken down infrastructure. When you say yeah. it like that, it doesn't sound radical. And you can say it because of this, <clears throat> this, and this, because yeah. you have actual data and actual facts and actual plans to right. back up what you're talking about. Well, I do feel that even during Obama, that's when I really started to notice that politics was becoming this Southern fried politics thing. I call it Southern fried politics, meaning that it's all a bunch of white, rich guys from Texas oil tycoons and whatnot, and and uh, they want people to think that the left are a bunch of radicals and crazies, um, but, but you know, they're complicit in this, in, in the whole, they don't understand that, you know, we're at a point now where, you know, if you're not wealthy, how much is the Republican Party helping you? Do you feel like, mm-hmm. how are they, to this day, Getting people to really feel like uh, that. Oh, that's my party. What is yeah. what is going on there? What do you think is going on? Well, there? Is it just it's, ignorance? It's partly that, and I think it's what I've said before: is people are just listening to what they're saying and not actually paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah. And so, if they actually paid attention <clears throat> to the bills that they're trying to pass or not pass, or what they're actually trying to get pushed through, they might have a different. Well, opinion that's what about I've it. always said: is don't listen to what a politician says. Listen to watch what they do. Look at their voting record. If you care about something and you see they're voting against the things you care about, ah, guess what? The proof is in the pudding. And I, I just feel like we're never gonna bridge that gap anymore. It's permanent now. I don't feel like it'll ever get bridged um and 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 yet as a compassionate person who wants the world to function you know because our this isn't just about politics this is about our economy and our economy it just feels like the left does it let's blame the right and just you know when whoever's in the minority all they do is sit on their hands pass nothing and, and obstruct, obstruct, obstruct for the entirety of the time. And then when they finally get power, then they do all this stuff. And then, then the other party just does that. Well, and that's the thing, though, that when Trump was first elected, they, yeah. the Republicans had power in both houses, like the House and the Senate. You would I think, think they would have passed a lot more. They didn't do anything. And then once they lost the House, then they started saying, oh, we're, we can't do anything now. It's like, they didn't why didn't do anything you use your bully were, pulpit when you had the... the yeah. It's yeah, when you had the majority, yeah. They seem to like to complain and blame things on other people instead of just actually doing fucking work. Well, and and, and they had these two years completely unencumbered because yeah. they had the majority. And the only thing they passed was that, that tax break for the rich thing. And, and yeah. so how do we get regular people to see that the Republican Party is not the beer and blue jean party that they claim to be? I don't know what the answer is to that. A- Unless it's just talking to people and coming at them, like you said, just as very, don't act partisan about it. Just bring facts and bring things that are actually true. And Well, that's why I like Bo of the fifth column, because he's, he looks like this Yosemite Sam red bearded hillbilly type. And he's proud of that shit. And he does it for a very good reason is that he knows 
he's he looks like the kind of person that conservatives would trust. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean is um, a lot of times it's not what you care about. It's how you talk about it. I talk about liberals being so goofy and woke that they piss off conservatives because they're so odd and they're so weird and they're so uh, that that maybe it's not what you care about. It's how you say it. And so when someone like Bo, the fifth column can really say, hey, this is what you know, because he's one of the biggest liberals there are out there. And yet, because he talks to conservatives like people, uh, he is able to reach people in ways that a lot of people can't. And I, you know, because I do feel a lot of it has to do with people are sick and tired of elitism. People are sick and tired of people who just trot out there and act superior to them. And uh, they want to be talked to, not talked at. So I do understand the grievance of the conservative movement, just that sometimes it runs into this poor me martyrdom bullshit. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. poor you. Like, yeah. I just, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, for me, if Republicans did things that helped regular people and they had a history of doing things once in a while that helped regular people, I probably would be much more centrist than I am. In my 20 years, I don't see any evidence that they want to build up infrastructure, that they want to, they say things like they want to, uh, lower taxes okay fine but what do you think those taxes are going for social programs to help create a better society and they say lower taxes making people think it's lowering taxes for everyone when it's lowering taxes for for the the rich rich. they leave that part out Mm -hmm. right right and you know and i really do have a hard time you know i don't want to be the kind of person that caps on republicans but because i don't think this is a conservatives are bad kind of thing what it is is their party has been taken over by extremists the wealthy uh evangelicals and and zealots and then they're slow to react to this change that their demographic the party's changing and yet conservatives who are just regular working people are very slow to understand the change that is happening within the party that they serve yeah they just don't pay attention. And right. I think part of it is because they've made life so hard that people have to work so hard and have so many jobs and be so exhausted all the time that they count on the fact that people don't have the time you know, to that's pay a, attention. That's a really good point because I do feel like a lot of people just tune out of politics because they don't have the time to catch up. And that's why I wanted to put on this episode because I want to lay it down straight for people in a way that uh, conservatives and liberals might be able to say, yeah, yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people just, it's like entering a book midway. If you just opened a book to page 247 and you just started reading, you're like, uh, there's no context. You wouldn't know what the hell they were talking about. And I think for, for a lot of up and comers who are trying to join the fight, they don't know what to believe in because they can't tell who the liars are. They can't tell who the mo- more extreme people are. And so uh, I think they just there's a deadlock where they just don't know how to get more active and become a- greater activists because they really don't know who to believe or what to do. And then a lot of it, too, is like if you say you wanted to be a liberal activist, and you wanted to help create a greener technologies and better infrastructure and all these things, but you're in this really, really red state, you know, it's like my friend Keith Burr. Now, Keith Burr is not a Trump supporter by any stretch, but 
because it's he's so saturated by right leaning uh, media and those attitudes that are just their daily bread in that area. Um, he he said some pretty weird things to me during our interview about Biden and about liberalism that I was like, really? Like it feels like you they can't help but to be that way because they they see how ridiculous leftists are. They're so woke. They're so sensitive. They're so uptight. They're so triggered and triggerable that I think they kind of enjoy that. But then they don't realize that they're easily triggered, too. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize how the right is sort of leading them on, leading them to stay outraged by all this social politics. And that's what I wanted to talk about next is social politics versus what's real. Um, You know, social tell people in your words what you think politics is versus what social politics is i think social politics just involves issues like abortion and lgbtq rights and things like that Mm -hmm. and doesn't deal with the hardcore stuff like healthcare and taxes and and road work and all of that kind of stuff yeah yeah i think social politics are all of the things that keep people busy talking all the time yeah staying outraged so Definitely. they'll continue talking about like every time there's an election coming, Republicans always go to their go to stuff like caravans of yeah. Mexicans at the border. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, good grief. They're never there until no. until mm-hmm. uh, the midterms and then or they oh, bring, they're back yeah. again. Or they bring out abortion or they say that <laughs> yeah. people are trying to take away your right to be religious or. Right. The religiosity yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. What they do, what they are doing is they're they're playing on people's emotions and i do believe that happens on both sides mm-hmm. but uh maybe help people who don't understand this stuff how how can we get people to understand that uh, the republican party has become worse than the democratic party in a way that doesn't sound biased as hell I am really not sure. It's such a touchy subject and you don't even know how to begin to mm-hmm. talk to people about things. Like, yeah. you know, like my coworker, like Jody at work, we never talk about that stuff. No. And that's how we even, stay friends. Yeah. And I <laughs> wouldn't even, and I exactly. Yeah. And you wouldn't even know how to bring it up and you wouldn't want to ruin what the, what's the there. friendship that you have. Yeah. yeah. Well, that so was it makes like, it hard. I was working with a gal at Lowe's and you remember her, Marilyn, mm-hmm. and she was a great lady. And then um, we used to get, you know, she called me her, her little brother. That's We had yeah. that brother-sister bond. And she even helped me get a job when I quit Lowe's and I got a job at Sherwin-Williams. Yeah. You know, she helped me get that job. And um, and then uh, our, our relationship fell apart because we were friends on Facebook. And she was just always saying outrageous, untrue things. That she just, was parodying the talking points right. that were put and, out there. And that's the, the thing is, like, I don't mind if you're right-leaning so long as you're telling the truth. Yeah. But when you start lying and blurring the line of reality... It's like you're perpetuating this outrage. You're perpetuating this anger that is brewing on the right. And then when they don't get their way, they they all become a bunch of martyrs. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, hey, we had to. When, I remember when Trump became president, I got so ill, I had to go for a walk. Yeah. I almost threw up. I know. Literally, I, because yeah. I know what he is and I know yeah. what he isn't. And I don't know how people can't see that. I remember going to work the next day and you could tell. The people that were 
yeah. liberal that right. were just you could just, just see it blue. on their faces. Their, their that gills just, are blue, yeah, yeah, because you're you're ghostly white. Yeah. Um, and that's because people don't understand the dangers. I don't think a, a lot of people understand the real world dangers of someone like a Trump. Now he might say the right things and getting tough and all this stuff, but I mean, I don't think a lot of people understand the. There's an old saying that says that um, when we create a more punitive society, it's only a matter of time that the focus is on you. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, the saying that goes, when they came for this person, I kept quiet. When they right. came for this person, I kept quiet. Right. And then finally they came for me. And I had, and and there I had, was nobody and there was no one there to help, to, you. to help you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I mean is that when you create a more fascistic or or angry or uh, punitive society, you're creating, you want to smite those that you, that don't think like you. You want to smite those that you think are the radicals or the sinners, but they're being fooled into thinking that they're so righteous and good. And yet we can tell so clearly that clearly the democratic party is the more moral of the two. Now what is going on with that? And how do we get people? Because I don't want to say that to sound biased. It's just the mm-hmm. fucking truth. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, there's <clears throat> gotta be a way to get the message out there that that doesn't come across as radical one way or the other. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. Well, like Bo of the fifth column did that episode that one time and just talked about how he talks to people and you have to stay Away from triggering trigger words, yeah, trigger words, is, right? Yeah, and right. From things that are going to make people just start thinking emotionally instead well, yeah. of rationally. You know, and I don't mean to to pick on the Republican Party because they're conservative. Has nothing to do with that. I have many many friends who are conservative, but they're just not updating their database. They're just so old fashioned and so old school that they go, well, if 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 it was good enough for Lincoln, then it's good enough for me. Little do they know that Lincoln today would have been a liberal. He would have been a liberal. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I know the whole talking point. You know? We're the party of Lincoln. And- yeah. And and the thing is, is and that's why I, I call myself a universal progressive, because I'm talking about universal best practices. I am not talking about being the woke left or being a um progressive like a liberal progressive even though there's a lot of overlap there i'm not doing it to hate on or to be entrenched in a certain camp i'm doing it because i care about the earth i care about sustainability i care about climate change and forest fires i care about you know saving our earth man we're getting to that precipice and the more the right digs their heels into the sand the more they stick their head in the sand the more we're like Dude, we only have like 10 more years to figure this climate thing out before there's irreparable damage, you know. And so, you know, I care about those things. And um, and I just don't understand why. I mean, because I like gas guzzling cars. I like tough, macho action movies. So what is it about this culture of machismo on the right that seems to be attracting a lot of males and a lot of tough broads, those cowboy chicks, you know, what is going on with the culture of the rights? It's so weird. For one, like all these, you know, tough people that love tough guys, like worship Trump. And he's the softest. <laughs> is such, like, I, can't, I just don't even, I don't, it, yeah. I, I don't understand that. And well, yeah, because I mean, first of all, he doesn't represent poor people. 
So if you're working class, you're screwed with him. He would he wouldn't piss on you to put you out if you were on fire. Like yeah. he would just walk. I mean, people don't understand. And not that. to mention, how is he macho? I mean, he can't turn a wrench. <laughs> what the fuck? No. He can't work with his hands. I said that on a previous yeah. episode. He can't do anything that that is considered macho other than talk trash he can own the libs yeah all he's good at is Mm -hmm. owning the libs and uh i just it's like yeah i get it it's fun but at the end of the day it's not going to help our culture and so that's what i really really lament the most about our political climate today is that we're so we're all so fragile we're all so pissed off we're all so tired of the our our political rivals talking trash and saying untrue things that we can't even depend on the two parties to to live in the same objective reality no not so what at do all. you do and i hate the fact that <clears throat> that the right is so divisive and so hateful and they do such hateful things and and yet call themselves christians yeah they're the christian for, party yeah really and then, and then the left just kind of like kowtows to that like oh we can't be mean we gotta we gotta rise above it well no sometimes you have to get down in it well and- i am so glad that biden and the democratic party finally are getting it that we have to fucking press the issues when they happen yeah you know you can't let these things go because when you go high and they go low it might seem like the classy thing to do, but you're not winning the fucking exactly. argument that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you and, have and, to get down and dirty sometimes. Um, yeah. Well, I have a bunch of stuff here, and I'm trying really hard to make this useful for anyone of any affiliation. Um, but I want to talk about, you know, because the culture of Trump, I think, really toxified the party all the more. They were already getting pretty radical through Obama. In those Obama yeah. years, <clears throat> talking about death panels that never existed, mm-hmm. just to scare people away from uh, private insurance. So yeah. people don't understand how, I mean, I'm a socialized medicine guy. If oh, we had 100%. the same medicine that, that you know, Canada had or, or Norway or something, that'd be fucking sweet. I don't understand how people oh, would yeah. want to pay out of pocket these exorbitant prices and, 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 and all because they say things like, well, you're not going to get your choice of doctor or there's going to be l- long lines or you're not going to get the procedure you want because mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's all fear mongering. 90% of it is lies. Yeah. Because, yeah, you you actually talk to people that are in these other countries and deal with They're that. They're like, we like it. That, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is fucking great, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I think I, I posted a thing mm. the other day on Facebook and it was this woman who was working in Iceland at the time and she found a lump in her breast. She went to the doctor and immediately... They took her straight across the street to a specialist. Yeah. And she's like, no referrals, no whatever. And they're like, no, you have a lump. We need to take that, get, get that taken care of. Yeah. Took her and did an x-ray. Okay, we need to do an ultrasound. We'll take you. Sorry, we have to go across the hallway to do that. And if, since you're not an Iceland um, citizen, you're going to have to pay like $3 apologizing <laughs> for it. And something that she had dealt with in the United States that took like eight doctor visits in three months yeah. took one day. Right. Yeah. You streamline it. Patient-based care. Well, and I used to be an EMT. You used to be a medical assistant for 20 fucking years. If if anyone knows the medical industry inside and out, it's us. And um, and we can tell you guys that that the right wants to perpetuate for-profit insurance. For what reason? And for-profit healthcare is. It's it's inefficient. Yeah. It's expensive. 
It's dangerous. It, it's dangerous, and it doesn't help anyone. No, it and this, I, I think they do that because honestly, I think it boils down to you know how libertarians talk about the free market. They want to maintain the free, the free market. But the market isn't free for poor people. It's only no. free for rich people. And so yeah. I think what they want, really, is to protect the wealth in this country. They're trying to keep the status quo wealth well cared for and then let the poor people in this country just sort of suffer. And, yeah. and instead of saying doing things to allow poor people to rise up and do new good things with their life, um, they're not creating any opportunities. And so mm-hmm. people just stagnate. And then they say, well, people are just moochers. That's just the moocher class. They don't want to do anything. And while I do think there's a lot of lazy, no good sons of guns in this world, there's a lot of people, if you give them an opportunity, they would rise to the challenge. Absolutely. But if there is no opportunity, (laughs) what's the point of struggling and trying when there isn't anything there? Yeah. But my point is, is you and I know the medical industry and and we know that socialized medicine is the way to go. And the, the easiest way they could do that simply would be to create a Medi- Medicare Part E. There's already A, B, C, and D that covers X amount of people. A Part E would just cover and expand that care to any citizen who wanted it, essentially. And yeah. you pay into it with your taxes, and it would all be paid for. Yeah, and people panic about paying higher taxes for things like that, but... Well, you're paying high taxes for nothing. People, how about something right. that's, help that's what the thing that people don't understand is they get all outraged that we have to pay higher taxes because, frankly, we've grown cynical that our government doesn't know how to spend our money wisely. And I think there's an argument to be made about that. But at the same time, in a system that actually worked, all the dollars that you would pay into healthcare would go directly back into healthcare one for one. Yeah. And it wouldn't be like, you know, $300 for a toilet seat kind of thing or or $400 for a Band-Aid. I I think they think that's the way it would work, but not if we cut the red tape. No, not at all. And there's no reason that the head of an insurance company should be a multimillionaire because they're sitting up in their high horse denying procedures for people. Well, and and I'm reminded of Dr. Oz right now. He's he's fighting this um, seat, uh, Senate seat in Pennsylvania with John Fetterman. And John Fetterman just had a stroke. And Dr. Oz is one of these guys. Now, not to mention, did he just, they just found out that he was a part of a lab that injured and killed all kinds of did animals. Highly, did highly for illegal. hundreds of yeah. dogs and cats and animals. Highly illegal experimentation yeah. on animals. And, and, and that is sick and depraved in its own right. Yeah. But then he made fun of John Fetterman for having a stroke. I was like, oh, my God. And this guy is supposed to be a doctor, a, a healthcare mm-hmm. provider. And I just that's the problem with that I have with a lot of doctors is that they want to do it for the wealth instead of doing it for their inner conscience to be a care provider, to do it for to have yeah. to care for people, to help people. Yeah, I think I don't think the care in Dr. Oz is there. Oh, not at all. You know. Maybe at the beginning, but then once he got a taste of fame and money, and right, now right. he's got what, like eight houses, and yeah. just yeah, out of touch. Yeah. Oh, and when 100%. you grow out of touch like that, you know, I mean, I know conservatives talk a lot about. Well, you know, I think that's why Hillary Clinton lost is that she she was in league with a lot of celebrities. They put out this big celebrity like uh, mm-hmm. concert, and it it made liberals look like a bunch of 
pansies. It made us look like out of touch pansies where you're yeah. you're and using all these celebrities for your cause. Little do you realize that the little man down here that's just looking for a good job doesn't want to see Jay-Z, doesn't want to see yeah. Mariah Carey. He wants to see solutions. Yeah. And so when you align yourself with that out of touch sort of celebrity thing, it does look a little bit like, wow, mm-hmm. they're out of touch, too. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why know. we've kind of stopped <clears throat> watching MSNBC so much, because, yeah, all these they, the people on there. They're good people and they know what they're talking about and they're for yeah. the right things, but yeah. they're living in Manhattan and they're uh, high rises yeah. and stuff and, and they're just, out of touch. Mm-hmm. They may they may agree with us intellectually, but they don't understand the urgency of yeah. now. And that's what I don't understand why we can't bridge these um, problems, because there's so much overlap, you guys, when it comes to left yeah. versus right politics. Everybody needs clean air. Everybody needs a good job. Everybody needs to buy a house. Everybody needs health care. So why on the fuck can't we get conservatives that are middle class and and liberals that are middle class to fucking get along with yeah. some overlap? Well, and part of it is the wording on things because they've done studies where if they call the um, call it Obamacare, people are completely against it. They call wait, the wait, afford- wait. Huh. Not people, conservatives. Well, conservatives, yes. <laughs> well, no, everybody calls it that, though. Like, right. It got, it kind of well, became the, study the thing said, as Obamacare. But if they call it the Affordable Care Act and actually explain what it's about, yeah. more people support it. Yeah. And it just depends on the wording. Right. And it, what it boiled down to is that conservatives were much more open to the idea of Obamacare when you call it the Affordable Care Act because yeah. of that poison pill language, that mm-hmm. triggered language. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and that's the thing is that, you know, I don't hate conservatives. My best friend is a Trump supporter. And um, every once in a while, we'll get into a little squabble. And he's like, he 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 wants to be a man's man. He loves Manhattan and baseball and cigars. And it's like, fine, you know, but I don't think he thinks. And I think that's really what the problem with liberalism is today. The Democratic Party comes off so pansy so wimpy and out of touch that it's starting to turn off people who just want to live their life, you know, and that's not to say that we shouldn't be sensitive to certain things. Yes. But that oversensitivity is a turnoff for people who just want to live their life. Um, You want to speak on that a little bit? Well, that's one reason I think I really like John Fetterman, who you mentioned. He's just this big burly guy and he's he's just, (laughs) he's a man's man and he's for the people and we need more people like that. I've always said that, that the Democratic Party needs less wimpy people in their party. Now, I love Bernie Sanders. Um, I, I respect the hell out of AOC, but. She said something the other day, you know, uh, talking about how uh, all men hate women. It's like, no, that's just what it seems like to you because everybody yeah. hates you because the right hates you. Yeah. They, they've used you as a uh, sort of a token, uh, you know, someone to bash all the time because of her popularity. She's yeah. a beautiful woman, very intelligent. And I just yeah. think that she's become on the right uh, sort of a, just the token liberal to bash on. Just mm-hmm. like on the left, we love picking on Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, and for good reason. Well, for good but. reason, yes, I <laughs> agree with that. But um, but I do think that she has her heart in the right place. But when she makes statements like that, she's alienating those who don't feel that way. It's like no, yeah. men don't hate women. 
there's a lot of incel weirdos on the right and, and incel weirdos in general who I think are threatened by uh, women's power and equality. But on the, the vast majority of people are married to women that they love and adore. So this idea that, that to, to make blanket statements like that, I think, is very dangerous. Yeah, I do, too. <clears throat> well, at the end of the day, I really do think that politics boils down to how you grew up. So if you were born into a Republican household, chances are you're going to stay that way unless mm-hmm. something intellectually changed within you. You Maybe you were oppressed and that you could see the oppressiveness of that culture or the hypocrisy of that culture. I mean, they claim to all be Christians. They all claim to be better Americans than us. And yet they don't pass bills to make this country better, yeah. at, at least for middle class Americans and for the working class. And so there's uh, there's always this, like, we want low taxes. Yeah, because you want to strip programs that help regular people. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. And um, they don't want the rich to pay taxes or their fair share of taxes. Right. Well, what it boils down to, I think, is low information voters. We call them low info voters. And they're, they exist on the right and they exist on the left as well. Yeah. Um, but people who don't have a lot of information or they uh, uh, they're called single issue voters. Yes. So definitely. let's talk about low info voters and single issue voters and just kind of tell people what that's all about. Yeah. Well, single issue voters. And I think the biggest single issue for voters on the right is abortion. Right. And there are some people that are just so anti-abortion that they will vote. For, for tyranny, the right, no matter they'll what vote else for a they're Trump voting and tyranny, for, even if even if it, because it, of that one issue, the Trojan horse is a bunch of bad yeah. shit in there. But yeah. so long as it upholds to their Christian beliefs, then yes, they're yeah. they're for it. Yeah, and that's the thing that's so annoying about the right is the the whole Christianity thing. Like, fine, I don't care if you're religious, no. I don't care if you're a Christian, but don't run the country on those values. We are, those are your values. That's right. They're not necessarily mine well, or that's my right. neighbors. We are not a theocracy. Yeah. There's a reason we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, separation of church and state. And mm-hmm. a lot of these evangelicals like Bobert and Green uh, talk on yeah. them. I mean, because I do think when it comes to low info voter, that's what's happening is now that people are becoming charged politically um, on both sides, um, we have a lot of people that are entering the arena without a lot of information. And yeah. so they go for these Matt Gates, uh, uh, Boberts, and uh, uh, Greens, uh, the, these extremists and zealots, these evangelicals. Uh, talk about low and single yeah. info voters. What is, well, what is going on there? Yeah, well, it's turning into people like them being elected. And, you know, you hear Bobert talk. She was talking recently about how. Jesus needs to be back in the Constitution right. and religion needs to be back in the Constitution. And she talked about things that and yet were... the Constitution talks about protecting, separating that church exactly. and state. Exactly. And yeah. that's the problem is a lot of them, they, they carry a fucking Constitution in their back pocket. But they don't know what's in it. But they don't read it. Yeah. They don't know what's in it. Yeah. And I think at minimum, if you're going to be involved in government at that level, you need to be intimately knowledgeable about what well, that is. It feels to me like there's a bunch of flunkies that went to law school and they barely passed the bar and they're not good enough to be actual lawyers. So they they get into politics, some of them lawyers, some of them not. But it just feels like a lot of them are just um, bored housewives in Kentucky, bored housewives in the red states who uh, just have become, uh, you know, because I would, it sounds like, oh, they've become energized. 
except they've become radicalized. And so there's yeah. a difference between be being energized and radicalized. And yeah, a lot of it is coming from this theo theocratic belief that uh, we need to rule through Christianity. Speak on that. Yeah, well, a lot of them even these days are saying that, you know, the United States was founded on Christianity and it's a Christian nation. It's and that not. is the opposite of what it's not. the founding fathers, like half nation. of them were atheists and, yeah. and it's not what was intended. And they're trying to bring it's about it to freedom that. of religion, but separation yeah. of church, and freedom state. of religion, freedom from religion, right? freedom to worship how you want to, but that should, should not be forced on anyone else well, and laws should not be based on that. And what's becoming most scary to me these days is that I have no beef with conservatives when they make sense, when they're pragmatists. But we're talking now about a party that is completely drunk on power and then they got so badly defeated by Biden. And now I'm hoping they get badly defeated in the midterms because that's what they deserve they're not putting up good candidates. They're not no. talking about how they're going to change or fix the country. All they do is nitpick and talk about how liberals are all these horrible things. And so they're, they're against a lot of things, but they're not for anything. And so I think at the end of the day, I would just like to see people guided by principles, guided by education, people yeah. who can take in new information. How do we get to the people that just aren't smart enough to, to grow and learn sociopolitically. The, these low-info voters are going to be there forever. And yeah. now it feels like the right is taking advantage of that low-info-ness. Oh, 100%. By saying things that they know their people aren't going to hear or not caring what yeah. they say because it's not going to be fact-checked yeah. later. Well, yeah, because before the 2016 mm. election, like Lindsey Graham's on tape saying that if the the right went for Trump that they were going to go down and they were going to deserve it and he was totally against Trump and now he's so far up his ass he can't. He, he also see. talked about mark my words. Um, yeah. We will not um, put in a supreme Supreme Court justice uh, right in the middle of in an the election. middle of an election and, then and yet they went and did it before. anyways. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's the the hypocrisy of everything, right? On, especially on that side, it happens on the left too, sure. but. Especially on the right, they'll just the the things that they will hold the left accountable for, but then just completely ignore in their own side. Right, it does feel like that, yeah. And th and that's that brings me to the topic of whataboutism and uh, what's called uh, both sidesism. Mm -hmm. Tell people in your own words what both sidesism is. Well, they'll whichever side will do something bad and then say well they did it so it's okay or what about them why can't i do it if yeah. they do it and it, and it feels to me like it's a it's a third grader argument well mm -hmm. what about them they're doing it too yeah, right it's like if if there's a bad behavior and we call it out they say well they did the bad behavior too except they're oftentimes not equivalent oh well yeah because the big one they still talk about is hillary's emails right. she had a private email server yeah. she got interrogated for 11 hours over one or two emails but trump can have how many cases of sensitive documents in, in his, his desk post-presidency in his office yeah, in his office yeah. at mar-a-lago that's not yeah. Not secure. Well, and that's fine because Hillary has two and emails, they're, and they're all about locking up their opponent. I, I real, um, I heard yesterday that Matt Gates, if the Republicans win in the midterms and gain the majority in the House, that they're going to uh, try to impeach Biden. Talk on that a little bit. What is that bullshit? 
How does it just, well, you did it to Trump, so we're going to do it to Biden. Even though there's Even no though reason. Even there's, there's no nothing, reason. There's no yeah. there there. And that's what there I mean isn't. is that when people aren't, uh, uh, when people aren't engaged in politics, it doesn't outrage people because they, they think, well, you know, makes sense to me. Except it doesn't it make doesn't. sense if you've been right. following the narrative. Yeah. If you're not following politics on a regular basis, then of course it wouldn't outrage you because you don't know that they're making yeah. shit up. Yeah. You know? And, you know, Trump got impeached for what, I don't even remember what the myriad of reasons were, but what, they're going to impeach Biden for... Withholding for, aid from Ukraine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, what, they're mm-hmm. going to impeach Biden for, what, making stricter uh, environmental laws, for taxing the rich more, for getting yeah healthcare and prices well, dropped? Like, there is no reason. How How does that look attractive to the average Fox News viewer who seems to um, somehow prop up and like and want to be like all these wealthy people um it seems to me like democrats know they're poor and therefore want better opportunities where rich people or where conservatives uh think they're future rich people Mm -hmm. and that we have to protect corporatism and protect the rich and you see so many poor people arguing to the death on facebook about well they worked hard to get where they are and they deserve this and they deserve that except we know that people like robert reich will tell you that that Wealth begets wealth at that yeah. level. They didn't have yeah. to work for it. But the people, the amount of people that mm-hmm. are in such dire straits financially that will like fight tooth and nail for rich and corporations, it's right. astounding. Yeah. I don't, the, the cognitive dissonance is. It's, it's next it's, level. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I'm trying to drive home here is that I know it sounds like we're picking on Republicans, but it's not about that. It's about low info voters it's about the right has become way more extreme than the left. And it's about um, the right has become for rich people and uh, has become a theocracy. And so the more radicalized they become by getting these dodo heads up in the office, like Bobert, like Green, like Matt Gates, And then you've got people like Jim Jordan, who would be a normally an OK politician. But now he's repeating and parroting this crazy nonsense too and so at the end of the day you can't tell who the legit politicians are from those who are just trying to make the news cycle with radical things to say yeah it's hard to tell well let's change um directions just a little bit i want you in your own words to talk about what we identify as we don't identify as liberal we are progressive but i made the word up i don't even know if it exists out there but I call myself a universal progressive. Talk about what we care about and and how it's yeah. different from normal progressives. Well, I think it's pretty pretty mm-hmm. close. Um, yeah. I care about corporations paying taxes. Their fair share. Their fair share. Yeah. Um, I care about people having access to health care and not having to go bankrupt if they have a yeah. health crisis. We need to fix our health care system. We absolutely do. Um, I think e- Ecology. Yeah, the earth definitely. Like they don't, like some Republicans don't even uh, think that climate change is real. My friend Craig says that climate change isn't real, and he, you know, like, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of how um, just recently um, Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation, uh, whatever they call him, the secretary, mm-hmm. uh, was on Fox News, and uh, I guess the Neil. Caputo said to Buttigieg, well, what do you feel about um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene calling you a, 
what he a pansy or a, she said a feminine. Was, yeah, she said that electric fe- cars weren't masculine. weren't masculine enough. It's like, hey, I mean, I like old Chargers. I like old cars too. Um, but um, what is? I mean, it seems like that's what the rights plan is: is to get people outraged about wanting to keep things the way things were Mm -hmm. because it it harkens back to a better simpler time and i get that but we're in times now where forest fires are unmanageable we've got to get our carbon emissions down the biggest hurricane to just to hit landfall just happened last week right or a couple days ago in florida and right and so i just want to see if hey if they can make an electric car that kicks as much ass as a 1972 dodge charger i'm Signing up. I'll but be if, the first to sign up yeah, for an electric car. But if they can't, <laughs> and that's the price you pay, is you don't get a classic car and you're helping well, to save the environment, then okay. And also, they, they make it sound like it's an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to have gas cars on this planet for another 50 years, as long as all yeah. of us are going to be alive. Yeah. And so this idea, it's kind of like how they scare the right with gun laws. As soon as uh, Obama became president... The, Gun sales went way up. I don't even want to know what that means about racism, but it, it but but it's it's this fear mongering, this constant fear that people are going to lose access to guns or lose access to yeah. uh, combustion engines. It's like Jesus fucking it's, Christ. Yeah. A, grow the fuck up, and B, we're not going to get rid of this stuff outright. We're just trying to we're trying to make this 25 year transition transition into renewable energies. And we can't do it without you guys, the Republican party. Yeah. And yeah, unless we get a super majority. Yeah. And gun control is such a huge one that they do fear monger so much. They're coming to take your guns. They're coming to take your guns. Have we ever taken their guns? Yeah. No, (laughs) there was, there was opportunities that if that was going to happen, it could have happened. And it, it's just when you actually stop and talk to someone sensibly, like, Okay, what we want is you can't just go into a gun show and take a gun home that day. Yeah, we, we want, want to close to the gun show, show loopholes. Yeah, we want to just... increase mental health care in our system. We want to get the guns out of those most likely to be lone wolf mass shooters. Yeah, and, and if you it. talk to people yeah. sanely about things like that, then most of them are okay. Well, and that radicalization seems to also be because... Um, We've blurred the lines. Um, Wayne LaPierre is the president of uh, the NRA. Now, I was a junior NRA member when I was a little kid. And in those days, it was just talking horse sense about good, you know, uh, gun practices, gun safety and best Mm -hmm. practices. Right. And somehow between now and then, it's become a gun fetish party where they just go crazy. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, you know, we don't need 30-round magazines and banana clips uh, for our AR-15s. First of all, who's going to use an AR-15? When are you ever going to need an AR-15? And I think that's because they think that we're going to rise up and, and, you know, whenever Democrats get into party, they think they're going to rise up and have a civil war. Well, guess what? I was in the Army uh, and I can tell you with assurance that you ain't going to beat the fucking U.S. Army. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, no, we have it's... more weapons, better training, and more people. It's just not going to happen. And so this idea that we think like Minutemen from the 1800s, we're going to rise yeah. up and take on our government? Really? And why is it only when Democrats are in charge? You never felt a fascistic or, or tyrannical uh, air when Trump was president? He was way worse than Biden is in terms of yeah. raw freedom. But that's because he was fascistic with ideas that they like. Yeah. And right, right. I don't know. 
You just keep them. You just keep them angry. Keep That's, giving yeah. them what they want to hear and. Yeah. Keep telling them lies about the extremists on the left, and, and that's then what happens. quietly do the things that you're not going to tell them about that they're not ever going to find out about because they don't dig in. Like tax there. breaks for the rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or like shoving uh, very extreme um, evangelical right wing conservatives into our Supreme Court. Yeah. Yep. And they don't see how that could eventually be dangerous for them. No. That's the thing that really gets me. I don't understand why you would want to become, you know, and both sides call each other fascist, but but really the left is more of a, a socialist and the right is more fascist oh, in, in actuality. Yeah. Fascism is about authoritarianism where socialism is about an economic style. Speak on that a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, fascism is like North Korea. It's the one person in charge and what he says goes and he has an iron fist and does whatever he wants. And that's what they seem to want when it comes to yeah. Trump because they like his yeah the, the, his talking rhetoric. Yeah, he likes not, the red like meat, said, as they say. Not realizing that it's going to come around and bite him in the ass someday. Well, yeah, because, because if, this, if these practices affect the middle class or the poor, working poor... And you happen to be those people, and we're continuing to prop up the rich and these corporations, and give and where they don't have to pay their fair share of taxes. And uh, we keep cutting taxes for people, but then we have no social programs mm-hmm. when people need things. What the fuck is that yeah. about? Yeah, I don't. It, and the rich people are are covered because they can just pay cash for anything, and the yeah. people, the poor people, just suffer. And let me let me ask you about this. What do you think about like? When you see Latinos like Cubans from Florida or African-Americans that identify as conservative, does that, that just fries my ass I know. I because think, I just don't think they know that this party is quasi-racist yeah. now. Well, oh, it's completely racist. I think part of it is people grow up in kind of patriarchal societies. So with the men in charge and telling the right. women, the women folk what to do. Yeah. And I think religion plays a big part in it. Well, and especially if you grew up in Cuba and you came over and then you started your own business and then you made a little bit of money, you might be some upper middle class Cuban man who thinks that the left is just queer or weird, you know, whereas they don't yeah. understand how that could eventually bite them in the ass because it's never really good. I don't think black people or Latino people are ever going to get further in life because they voted Republican. I don't no. see. And, and I'm not talking about just social politics. I'm talking about look at how their voting record. There's no nothing there that would signify to me that their lives are going to get better because of being a conservative or a Republican. Yeah, I, I don't see it. No, I don't either. And I think religion plays a part in that sometimes. Like kind of old school religion, and you grow up Catholic, or you yeah. grow up with these religious beliefs, and that's what the right, you know, espouses all the time. Well, I wanted to finish off. What do we believe in, and then uh, how can we bridge this divide, if 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 at all? I, the one thing that I did want to add is um, education. Education yeah. should not put you into debt for the rest of your life, and yeah. people should have. Everyone should have an equal opportunity to go to school. Like, how many more doctors would we have? Because they always talk about a shortage in doctors and healthcare and stuff. Right. How many would we have if people actually had the opportunity to go to school and become doctors? Well, yeah, because I I didn't want to start this show just to like 
make the 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 divide further apart. It's about trying to bridge that divide. And I can tell you that I've been the target from liberals because they assume I'm conservative just because I like action movies or because I like lifting weights or because I'm a man. Just being uh, uh, masculine seems to be a threat to the woke uh, mob out there. And uh, <laughs> how little, it just goes to show how little they know you because when it comes to policy, I am, I'm a Bernie Sanders guy. I'm a very... Yeah left-leaning guy because i do feel that in this country we're getting to the point where wealth and corporations are just getting the lion's share of attention getting the lion's share of money getting the lion's share of of everything and we're all just sort of either stuck working for them or stuck uh living under their liege and at the end of the day we want fairness in our society and we're not getting the representation that we need because liberals are too woke and conservatives are fucking crazy who only who who defend the wealthy. So how do we as regular people find some middle ground there where we don't have the extreme left and right, you know, the squeakiest wheels getting all the grease. They're the ones that are doing all the talking for our party and our movement all the while the pragmatists are getting nowhere. Because it doesn't make the the news cycle because it's not extreme enough. Yeah, I I don't know what the solution is. I like I said, I think there need to be some type of requirements as far as knowing what the Constitution says and what it all means. Well, you know, I said this a long time ago. First of all, I think all politicians should have to pace a uh, uh, pass a basic civics course. Yeah, a basic civics test. <clears throat> but secondly. Uh, perhaps an MMPI, which is a, a, a mental health mm-hmm. you know, police officers. A lot of care workers have to do it. Um, but just pass a basic mental health requirement. Yeah. Because I if you have some idea. borderline personality disorder or something deeply seated in you that isn't, that's, that's you know, cr- creating a, a faction of extremism, uh, we want to know that shit ahead of time. You know, yeah. because somebody like, I mean, I think it all started with um, uh, when, when uh, you know, I think a lot of this Sarah Palin was the beginning yeah. of the end for the Republican Party when it came to having non-qualified people step in and, uh, and, and, and they get all this attention because she's beautiful. She, they get all this attention because, they, you know, she kind of has that Kardashian quality, that reality TV quality. But the reason why she was a half-term governor is because she's a fucking moron. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't have the work ethic to stay. And, and that's the problem is a lot of them are doing it for the attention more so than doing it for the public service. Yeah. And so that's why I lean left with Democrats because I see a lot of school teachers and regular people who just want change for our society where the right feels to me anymore like it's all the extremists, the most angry minority the loudest craziest people are getting all the attention and i think that happened because it started you know in the obama era with sarah palin and then it just got worse and worse till now where information doesn't seem to matter anymore it's about owning the libs they don't care about the truth and 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 one thing i will say it just it feels to me like the right has no problem lying to their constituency uh can you imagine if like 
I don't know, Rachel Maddow or somebody lied nightly on uh, MSNBC. I oh, mean, I know. it would never fucking fly on the no. left. And yet they love it. And, and they don't see that disdain, that that usury that they use these people. They're using low info voters. They're using their outrage and emotionally manipulating these people into Trojan horsing policies that are going to effectively be useless for regular working people. And the fact yeah. that they don't see it and they stay radicalized in, in things that I, I just I, I think people are confused nowadays. Yeah, 100 percent. And just the the whole outrage thing, like the fact that so many people on the right can do so many illegal, unethical things and it just gets swept under the rug. But Obama wears a tan suit. But they're always pointing out something on the left. Yeah. yeah and that's, again, that both sides mm-hmm. is that what about Yeah. And usually it's very minor on the left compared to something huge on the right. Well, that's why I say it's the difference between shooting a bullet and throwing a bullet is that um, I don't like the Democratic Party, but... The thing is, is I don't have to like them. I would rather have a bunch of goofy liberals in there that I don't like who are passing policies for regular working class people than a bunch of people I do like that aren't doing jack shit that are just glory whores. Yeah, absolutely. Looking to own the next news cycle. Yeah. And another thing I think is that money needs to be taken out of politics. Oh, and that was another thing. That's the hugest thing. Yeah, when, Yeah. when, when the Supreme Court ruled that the Citizens United back in the Obama era, they they said that we could have unlimited dark monies in our politics and it didn't matter where it came from. They don't even have to yeah. tell you where the source is. And there's from. literally been times where they're on the Senate floor passing out checks to senators from these oil companies. Donors or corporations. Yeah. yeah. They're payoffs. It's, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. And they're not illegal because they're called, you know, contributions mm-hmm. or donations. Yeah. Never mind that they're not, it's they're a bribes. It's they're a fucking bribes. to vote the way you want them to. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's, it's. Well, and that's the thing is like, it feels like to me that the right doesn't care about the truth or justice or doing things the right way, unless it's the other side. If it's, if it's the left, we have to be straight arrows, but yeah. the right, they can play by any yeah. means they want. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I don't know. I, you know, at the end of the day, though, the thing is for me is <clears throat> I don't have a hatred of conservative people. I get into no. fights with them sometimes online because they're ignorant. They've been fed a bunch of bullshit and lies. Um, sometimes I feel like they're too macho and machismo and they think they they think that, you know, like when they get angry about student loan relief, it's like, yeah, because you don't see the inherent injustice. They don't yeah. see how rigged the for-profit loan system is it is mm-hmm. it is predatory and so the reason why we're giving relief is because they were all most people who got into these loans it happened uh under a false pretenses it, there was it, they knew that these people would never be able to pay their shit back and then they just changed the rules a million times yeah. mm-hmm. throughout the years and then a person who could be paying on their student loans for 20 years finds out that oh by the way, that just went toward interest. You haven't yeah. taken care of or any of your even go money towards interest of your principal. Now, yeah, I remember when that thing when the thing first passed, and I had posted a story that someone had posted on Facebook, and she had been paying loans for fifteen years, something like that. Yeah, and she owed twenty dollars more than her original balance loan, loan was. Amount. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's How crazy. is that even? I, 
And see, it those, blows my mind. And those kind of problems aren't right versus left. If you no. think that's fair or cool, I mean, and that's what I mean, is that the right is becoming radicalized by this punitive idea that we have to punish the sinners. We have to punish people who don't work hard. But what about people who have worked hard, but it still didn't work out because the rules aren't written fairly? Yeah. Well, and a lot of people, um, like older people, well, I worked my way through college. You can too. Well, you were, you went to college when it cost $200 a semester. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was possible to do that. Well, it's not possible. We can't days. compare the past to the present no. because the times are different. Yeah, everything's different. You know, and um, while I do think there was a time when Republicans were good, upstanding citizens. And uh, they, you know, back in the Reagan era, uh, they could agree, they could have their differences and quarrel all day long, but then they ate lunch together. Today, yeah. we have two parties, two factions so dissimilar from each other that they hate each other. And that hatred is growing into a toxicity and dysfunctionality in our culture that will not bear fruit for the American people. It will yeah. only perpetuate what we have, which is a system that's barely functioning. Yeah. And barely. so that's why I get like bored with like the same old, like growing up in America, I really thought I could do anything with my life. I thought that the sky was the limit. And now I realize that the limit is the sky glass ceilings everywhere. It happened yeah. to me as a chef. It happened to me into a number of jobs where I was like, paying my dues, doing everything right, and nothing ever went my way. And, and you know, and that kind of reminds me of, like, growing up on the central coast of California, all our friends down there. Nice people, but good grief. The fact that they play to, to, to a set of rules that is so not in their favor, and they mm -hmm. pretend like it's it's all good in the hood. It's like, how are you not outraged by this? Yeah, I know. Yes. Growing up down there, just it reminded me when I was a senior, I'd been taking, you know, college prep classes the whole time. And there was, yeah. I can't remember if it was a teacher or another student. I don't know, but they asked me what I was going to do. And I said, I was going to go to a junior college. And I was like, oh, you're going to junior college? What? Why are you doing that? Because like, <laughs> it's a cheap way to get your, um, General Ed out of the way. Yeah, but that's, that's why I did it. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and no one in any state other than California would think less of a person for going to start off in junior college because yeah. it's a ramp into regular college. It teaches yeah. you discipline. It's cheaper. And you can get all your G, G, general ed out of the way so that by the time you do yeah. get a degree or you get a major, uh, you can then, um, you know, go to a more expensive school, but you've gotten all the cheap, all the regular stuff out of the way first. Right. Exactly. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. But and, yeah, that's the, that's the mentality down there. Right. Right. Well, and that's the thing is the vast majority of our friends down there are not wealthy at all. No. So I don't understand it. how they propagate this idea, this, the, the elitism down there, it's dripping with um, just this stink of, of, of entitlement. And yet yeah. they all kind of fall for it because, you know, nobody likes, poor, you know, the people of Walmart. Nobody likes the hillbilly trash. Nobody likes the scuzz bags. Nobody likes people with bad mental health and the smokers and the gross people of the world. And so the only other alternative is the rich, fancy people who, um, who, who, who bow flex, who, who go to, um, you know, you know, who have that elite fitness program, you know, yeah. like the, the CrossFitters and stuff like what, so the, the only thing we have in our society now is the uber elite, super clean, healthy, love, beautiful people, 
and the poor trashy people. But there's nothing in the middle. There's mm-hmm. nobody else. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense why you would no. um, try to perpetuate this, trying to fit into a society. It, it feels like Californians just need to slow down and read a book. Like they're always going, go, 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 go. And they never just have time to reflect. <laughs> and I, I love my friends down there. But um, but the, the, the overarching uh, mentality seems to be in California that they've all been sort of tricked into this wealthy elitism. Um, if if it doesn't outrage them, they're they're either complicit or or they're completely tricked by it. Yeah, definitely. You know. Anyway, so what would you say to people though? I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, we're never going to agree on anything. Some there's going to be a bunch of people who listen to this and go, eh, "They're not. They're so trash. They're so biased." Yes, we're biased. We're biased because we're 48 years old, 49 years old, and we've been in politics for 25 years. We're biased because we've seen how the Republican Party has lied and obfuscated its, and it, they have a dereliction in duty towards their constituents. And I wish we could talk regular working class conservatives into realizing that at the end of the day, best practices is good for all of us. We have to get away from this idea that um, this, the emotional manipulation, the outrage, the constant being, constant triggering of each other. Uh, it, all it's doing is, is, is burning bridges. All it's doing is creating more hate in our society, in our culture. And I don't understand. It's exactly what we said about like Sad Guru, that if people would respond to what's happening in the world rather than react to it, yes, then we wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to inflame the, the gasoline fire that's burning out of control in our politics today. Yeah, and I don't know what the answer is because I don't know right. how you get people to pay more attention or broaden their horizons. You a know what bit, I think or... it boils down to is that Trumpism is going to have to die out. Yeah, Fox News is going to have to stop. You know, when they start start losing elections and they keep losing elections, because I really do believe, and I don't say this to be biased. I say this demographically that America is becoming browner. America is becoming more female and America is becoming less religious, not more. And America, all the demographics are lining up for the Democratic Party. Therefore, it means it stands to reason the Democrats will, uh, assuming elections are fair, assuming there aren't dark monies involved, Mm -hmm. that they will win the lion's share of of elections and that uh, they have to lose a lot until they finally burn in the ashes of their former selves and grow from the ashes into a party that has better ethics, better values. And I'm not trying to say that Democrats have better values than Republicans always. I mean, there's probably bad Democrats doing bad things too. I mean, you look at, look, you look at that, uh, Kristen, Kirsten cinema, She's in the bank with somebody. Somebody. She's in yeah, bed with somebody. Somebody's paying her off. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who she's it getting is, paid off. someone is. Um, so it does happen on the left, too. But it does feel like it's much more prevalent on the right. And we got to get the dark monies out of politics. That means we have to rescind Citizens United, the Supreme Court yeah. decision back in 2009 or whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, we've got to start educating people. But it's hard. It's just you the constancy of Fox News and the lies – we can't keep up with it. And so it just gets to a point where everybody, I think, just tunes out. They just don't want to hear it. 
And I don't yeah. blame them. No. We tuned out. We got to a point yeah. where we're like, hey, Trumpisms, Trump lost, Biden's in, better policies are coming. And that's not to say that we don't be, get critical with our own parties when needed. I, I have no love for the Democratic Party. I just yeah. think that they represent regular working class people much better than than the 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 nonsense that's the toxicity that's going on on the right but that being said i do believe all humans are the same we're all the same we all have the same loves the same needs it's just that how do you talk people out of their uh long-held beliefs when they've been sort of you know hijacked by fox news and newsmax you know yeah i don't know how you do it that's the problem it's it's such an ingrained thing and people are so stuck in their camps that yeah i don't know how to bridge that divide yeah i really don't well i think at the end of the day just keep voting your conscience yeah so keep voting blue that doesn't mean we can't criticize the blue for the things they do wrong it doesn't mean that we shouldn't hold them accountable we absolutely should i mean that's the difference i think between the parties is the right doesn't care how they win so long as they win whereas democrats they it would seem most liberals care about ethics. And maybe, well, it just brings to mind, like, um, with Al Franken, like he got pushed out immediately. As soon as there was something, there was maybe a hint of some type of harassment or wrongdoing, sexual harassment. But yet Matt Gates on the other side is, you know, tindering and whatever with 15 year olds. And that's fine. But we immediately like just kick Al Franken out and just, well, yeah, Take the moral it, high it, ground. it feels to me like the right doesn't care about criminal behavior as much as the left. And the left pushes each other sometimes. out before they even had a chance yeah. to explain themselves. Yeah. Because what Al Franken did was nothing compared to like that Alabama governor. Oh, yeah. Who's trolling malls for yeah, minors. Yeah, 15-year-olds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good yeah. grief. I know. Yeah. Well, and I don't mean to sound, because I know people are going to listen to this and go, oh, they're so liberal, so they're so biased. And yes, we are. I'm, I am thoroughly convinced that the Republican Party, there is no utility in them today um, for regular working citizens. I just don't see it. No. And how do I we get either. conservatives to see that, hey, we're not saying this to be hateful. We're saying it because it's the truth, you know? Yeah. It's just, you have to... <clears throat> Maybe, you know, when elections are happening or there's a bill on the table, you just kind of say, hey, do you hear about this? And this is going to help this and you're going to benefit from this and that and just try to bring it up in a way that's not yeah. controversial. Well, and at the end of the day, I, I really do believe vote, you know, as a citizen, vote, pay attention to politics just enough to stay in the know, but don't get into the daily grind because yeah. then you start getting into that outrage culture and that triggered culture yeah um and then just keep voting your conscience left or right um but 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 do look out for what they say versus what they do Absolutely. i mean that's you know, the most important thing fact check this stuff because i yeah. do feel that right wingers are being led by a mission by a by a by a movement that um just makes shit up they don't even care what's true anymore they don't even live in ob- objective reality. And then when you do try to get them to live in objective reality, I mean, they get censured for defying Trump or something. Like, mm-hmm. good grief. That is yeah. insanity. It is. Yeah. And and I do feel like they will become a better party eventually when Trumpism dies out. But it might take a generation. Yeah. And that's just so unfortunate. And I don't have the answers. I don't. 
No. I wish I did. I do feel like when it comes to mental health, when it comes to your own peace of mind, to um, don't engage on Facebook or social media with people politically. It, it does absolutely no good. All it can do is give you a Facebook strike, and all it's going <laughs> to do is get you guys pissed off and create a, a, a further wedge. And, um, and, and uh, yeah, just use facts. And stay rooted in facts. Stay grounded in what your core convictions are. For me, it's about saving the earth, better jobs and better infrastructure for regular working people. That's all I care about. Yeah. I don't care about owning conservatives. No, I don't always well. like them when they're extreme and crazy and unhinged. Um, but I'm not trying to stick it to them because I take pleasure in owning conservatives. That's yeah. not my goal. My goal is to build bridges and find the overlap, find what we have in common, which is we're all breathing the same air. We all have the same needs. We all have the same loves and joys. Um, but so long as they keep people angry all the time, left and right, um, people aren't going to be thinking they're most rationally. And what did we learn from Sad Guru? When people are angry, what? They don't they think react, clearly. Yeah. They just react. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's what's pro the problem with our political discourse is I, I really do hope that Fox News becomes a little bit less fast and loose with the truth <clears throat> and that MSNBC maybe uh, starts realizing that they're not going to win more elections with more elitism. Get right. real yeah. people in there. Get the John Fetterman's in there, yeah. the iron Iron stash. My, Iron stash guy, right. Yeah. Regular working class people, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why I loved um, Ed Schultz, because he yeah. was a former Republican, and he was just a working guy, and he, right. you Well, know. I mean, if, if there ain't no if greater proof in the pudding that you don't see pundits and former Democrats becoming Republicans, but you see a lot no. of Republicans becoming Democrats, like, uh, what's his yeah. name? Um, There's a couple of them. I can see their faces, but I can't think of names. Okay, we had to think about it. But, yeah, Steve Schmidt. Steve Schmidt was the campaign coordinator uh, during, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sarah Palin and uh, uh, John McCain. Uh, John McCain. He was the uh, campaign strategist for him. He was a lifelong conservative, and he lost all faith in the Republican Party when Trumpism derailed their core values and it became hijacked by the crazies, it became hijacked by extremists. And that's not to say that there aren't left-leaning woke crazies too. Unhinged comes in two flavors. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do think there's a difference between the two extremes because uh, the extreme left is like, they might hacky sack you to death with their liberal <laughs> hippie shit. The right carry guns and are part of militias, and mm -hmm. that's some dangerous stuff there. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I, you know, I just want to see a country get along. I want to see good jobs for regular people, and I want to see people afford college. I want to see people that can uh, afford uh, to um, buy a house and get ahead. We need infrastructure. We need um, better jobs, and uh, I really don't think that the answers with the Republican Party, at least not in this next 15 years. Now, yeah. unless they make some massive, massive reflections uh, into what they've done wrong and start realizing that they have to start being for something again, uh, it seems to me all they are is against everything, 
And uh, a lot of times they just, like I said, it's an information silo. It's a echo chamber. No new information gets in. And uh, it feels like everybody who gets involved in right-wing politics stays forever angry, forever outraged. And it happens on the left, too. But the difference, I think, is, is that at least the left are dealing with facts. The right just love eating up anything, no matter how outrageous it seems to be. I, I don't know. Yeah. And just keeping them angry all the time. And even Trump was quoted before he did the went through the election as saying that he loved the uneducated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, straight I up. Mean, I do think they rely on ignorance. Yeah. And that's and why that, they don't want better education or free education, because they don't want people smarter. Well, at the end of the day, they want to keep things status quo. They want to keep the rich well protected. They want to keep jobs and infrastructure low. So that they don't, nobody can come up and challenge these yeah. rich people, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they want to keep corporations well fed, so that uh, they'll continue paying dark monies into their campaign f- contributions. Yeah, and that's the problem right now with the world: is that we, the, you have the industrial war complex, you have the for-profit prison system, you have the for-profit uh, pharmaceutical industry. All these things tend to lie in bed with the right. It doesn't it yes it happens on the left too but not nearly as much and I don't know understand why that is because I do think there are principled conservatives but what happened to the principled conservatives if I feel like they're all getting fed up with their party you see it yeah. time and time again someone standing up and saying we have to get rid of these crazies yeah I that's know. what it boils there's, down yeah, to yeah there's very few of them yeah what do you exist now just to be fair let's talk about the woke culture We've we've mm-hmm. done, we've done shows on it, but uh, you know they're very similar to these radicals on the right. Uh, what do you think the difference would be? I think the main difference is that the woke culture, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, basically what they want is inclusion for everyone. Yeah, that's at the heart of everything that they're doing. But what is what do you think is wrong with the woke mentalities? I think just the. Ex- dreams that they'll go to or the things that they'll it, say it and they feels don't. like they're you say they're about inclusiveness but that's the thing like as a male i feel like they exclude me because i'm not liberal enough or i don't appear liberal enough because i wear i have a beard or because i wear baseball caps or because i don't look like the left like when it gets so far when you have you have to look like an inner city townie you have to look like a young urban professional to fit into your tribe. It's like, yeah. dude, I am probably more left-leaning than they are in many respects in terms of policy, but I don't get involved in the social politics because, like I said, it's just another way that they try to keep keep you angry, keep you outraged, and keep you yeah. manipulated. Yeah, all I think I'm, by inclusiveness, I just mean the people that have traditionally been, just people that have traditionally been discriminated against like yeah. minorities and, right. and LGBT people. And, but sometimes it takes it to the extreme. Like you said, yeah. they look at you as a white man and they automatically demonize you because, because you're a I, white man. I look like, never mind that you're completely I look on like side. a Ben Shapiro. Well, I don't, well, <laughs> but <laughs> I look like I might be right leaning because yeah. I don't look woke enough. It's like, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah. What does a woke person look like? What does a li- right. liberal look like? So, yeah. So I think the heart <laughs> of it, it's it's good 
Yeah. But it's, it, again, it's an extreme. Well, so. and, I, you know, I have a Bernie Sanders shirt in there. I have a Black Lives Matter shirt in there. Uh, I almost wore it for the show, and I ended up wearing my Empire Strikes Back <laughs> shirt, which I think we can all agree is the best of the, of the trilogy, right? 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 I, yes. Liberals I and agree. conservatives, we all like Star Wars, right? <laughs> <laughs> we can't all like Star Trek anymore because it's too woke now. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, we can all agree they <laughs> fucked up the last trilogy, right? <laughs> as much as I still, I put it on, I still like it. But um, mm-hmm. but no, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what it boils down to is uh, I am not trying to uh, start a gasoline fire here. I am not trying to perpetuate the divide. I'm trying to close that divide by saying we all breathe the same air. We all care about our mom. We all care about our grandparents. We all care about... Um, the functionality of our society. We just have different ways of thinking about it. And um, the problem I see is uh, I don't see a lot of functionality on the right right now. And for all the dysfunction that there is in liberalism, in the Democratic Party, I do feel like they have not only better politicians right now, but more ethical politicians and better policies for regular working people. We're, I just don't see how we're going to get ahead with um, propping up the elite, propping up the wealthy. Yeah, I, don't I don't see either. how they think that that's going to fly when we're running out of the – we have a country that's getting bigger, more diverse. We have to get with the program. We can't just keep our heads in the sand looking backwards at a time yeah. since past. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm wistful for the 80s too. I'm wistful for the old-fashioned old ways too, but – you know, at the end of the day, I realize that change is 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 imminent. We have to start making that eventual arc from the combustion engine to renewable energies. We mm-hmm. have to start creating jobs for regular people again. We have to start taking the steps necessary to protecting this planet from wildfires and floods and all these things that are going to happen in the next 10 years. And uh, it just seems like the right just wants to continue saying and doing nothing yeah they're like but what about clinton what's clinton got to do with this (laughs) no i'm kidding about that but um no but at the end of the day i mean uh, i love my conservative friends uh i have had a couple of falling outs because of politics it's usually them that i'm too liberal for them they're the ones that initiate the, the 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 breakup and um but i love my friends who are happen to be conservative so long as we don't talk about politics. But as soon as you start talking about politics, it's like people are coming from two different planets. What is no, that? It's it's just the I don't, kind of indoctrination. I guess it is indoctrination. It is, yeah. And it just gets so stuck in your psyche that people just don't even realize it and yeah. don't even realize how far into something they are. Well, at the end of the day, you guys, you know, it's not about saying that all conservatives are bad and all liberals are good because no life is full of nuance. But what I will say is that we have to be careful with the Republican party right now. They are being taken over by, you know, it's like the old saying, the, um, the lunatics have taken over the asylum right now. And, um, I hate saying that. I don't say that to be divisive. It's just the truth. Now, you know, I don't necessarily think AOC is being helpful when she says all men hate women. Um, I think she's being vilified right now in the media, and it probably feels that way to her. 
because a lot of people are coming out to say hateful things of her. Um, but that's not a truism on the whole. Um, I think a lot of people just want centrism. I think a lot of people want common sense pragmatism. And I think they're tired of the extreme left and rights, the tail wagging the dog in both parties. Yeah, I agree. You know, mm -hmm. but um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I just I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, but but how can we talk to people and convince them to be activists when it's fucking up their mental health? How can people stay engaged uh, and know the truth and keep learning and growing and not, you know, being moved by new information? We, we've got to create a society of people who are moved by new information. And there's so many people who aren't nowadays. What is your the last thing is the last thing of the show? What can you say uh, to folks to, to say that? Hey, what can we do to sort of um, gain perspective and, and, and live our lives with good mental health and still uh, vote our conscience? I think you have to do like we did is just step back when you realize it's hurting your mental health. And yeah, there's a way to yeah. stay informed without getting too in it. Well, yeah, you don't have to go into it daily. It's just yeah. so much back and forth. He said, yeah. she said, who's trying to own the news cycle? It's like, good grief, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's not to vilify and say, you know, when Fox News does something right, I give them credit. And we should be that way, too. I think the two parties need to give credit where credit is due. When Republicans are doing good, give them credit. When Republic when Democrats are doing bad, we should point it out. Um, uh, we can't allow bad or immoral or unethical behavior on our side just because it's, uh, you know, no. The side we mm -hmm. want to win. We have yeah. to get in, into a mentality of doing what's universally right for the planet. And I do feel like once we understand universal best practices, then you let your whatever you want to call yourself, your label, just let that be whatever it is. And I just happen to be a progressive because I believe <clears throat> we have to save the planet and we have to save uh, the middle class. That's why, what I care about. Yeah. Why? Because Absolutely. it's the most important thing about having freedom america can't be america if it's if it's only low-wage jobs working in retail and the corporate oligarchies are you know just completely decimating all fairness in our society we have to be able to fight back against that yeah we do so that's why i'm a pro progressive it's yeah, not same. about the woke stuff it's not about the social politics it's about the policies yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate, you know, but at the end of the day, yeah, step back when it's getting too much. Um, and, and it's hard to know who to believe in nowadays. If you don't know who to believe in nowadays, I think, you know, go check out, um, you know, nonpartisan places, nonpartisan news. I know a lot of them say that they're partisan, but NPR, nonpartisan. They say they're left and they're woke. No, they're not. No. Um, the AP wire, um, you know, get your news from uh, non-biased sources and uh, don't allow yourself to get triggered by everything that your political opposite is doing. Um, and I do think it's about stepping back and, and realizing that just because someone's been misled doesn't mean they're bad people. At the end of the day, I don't think conservatives are bad people. I think some are. Mm -hmm. But there's some Democrats that are bad people. I think it boils yeah. down to character. Yeah, it does. You know, mm -hmm. so. 
Well, thank you, baby. Um, I, I, I hope this was useful for you guys. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to talk about. You know, I talk a little trash about Trump because I don't like the guy. I think he ruined the Republican Party. I do feel like the party is not better off for having gone through that. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I don't hate conservatives. I never will hate conservatives. Uh, I hate radicals. But that's why I don't like woke leftists just as much as I don't like uh, right-wing extremists. I think extremism um, uh, creates a, an atmosphere where the truth goes to die. There's just We can't be held by our principles when we're not being honest players in our politics. So don't, don't be uh, duped by deception, really. Yeah, like I always say, just, and we've said multiple times today already, pay attention to what people do and not just what they say. Yeah, could you give any last advice, where, uh, sources maybe, where people can find unbiased politics? I think you gave the best unbiased ones, but um, yeah. I think the two that we watch that are left-leaning, but they they show true things. Like, you've already mentioned Bo the Fifth Column. And yeah. Brian Tyler Cohen yeah. is really good. He's good, yeah. Um, and this is all on YouTube, you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, The Ring of Fire comes to mind. He's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. The David Pakman Show, really good. And these are all liberal, yes, I admit. Um, what's that other one? But they'll tell you when liberals are fucking up, too. Yeah, like, exactly. They'll straight up say, okay, this was not right. This is not yeah. what we need to be doing. So Secular talk is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, yeah, I like the Young Turks as people. I, I like, uh, in fact, I like the Damage Report more than the Young Turks. Yeah. Because I like, what's his name? Uh, John. John. Iderola. John Idarola. Mm -hmm. He seems like a cool cat. Yeah. Um, he just, you know, he likes his gaming. He likes his stuff. Well, and that's the thing. If we could all be liberal without being crazy, uh, maybe we could make liberalism look good. And, uh, you know, same goes for Republicans. You want to have your conservative ideologies, uh, wear that hat and make it look good. And uh, perhaps you can start changing hearts and minds. Um, yeah. Uh, crazies, when the crazies um, take over the asylum, uh, on both sides, uh, just everything gets worse. Everything gets mm -hmm. uglier, more divisive, more frustrating. And then people tend to pull out. And then that apathy leads to poor voting. People don't turn yeah. out to vote because they're just so tired of the infighting and all the corruption and all the lies and all the craziness that I think people have become politically apathetic. And I get it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So look for sources you can trust, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys, uh, for another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. Uh, baby, where can people uh, come talk to you on the Instagram? On the Instagram, I am Spooky Nerdy Gal. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I'm at uh, Surviving Empathy Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Chef Bright Comedy everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs> everywhere else. <laughs> everywhere else. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, and that's about it. I. I don't do the, the Snapchats and the TikToks and the, that's all a little bit too weird for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't, and, you know, and, and I try so hard to be forward thinking. Um, it's just, I, I just really do think that that's for the young kids. I just, it's not for me, man. <laughs> you know? I agree. No, you know, and not being an ageist, nope. you know, I think young people have a right to do what they love and in what they want to do. Um, you know, I, I don't get into a lot of young people's music these days because it doesn't have the same oomph that I like. Uh, but, um, but I'm trying so hard to be open-minded about all people. 
And if we yeah. just give people a little bit of a chance and and try to agree to disagree without being disagreeable, we could mm-hmm. uh, we could move mountains. We could uh, bridge this gap and, and bridge the divide between left and right uh, media spheres. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you guys, we will be back with another episode next week. Uh, we're getting mighty close to Halloween, y'all. So woo, spooky. <laughs> we're gonna we've we've got a bunch of stuff in store for you guys. So stay tuned for that. We will see you next time. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye bye.